Welcome to Screw It. We're just going to talk about comics. This is the podcast about comic books hosted by two brothers and sort of comedians uh, discussing those comic books that they grew up loving. I'm one of those two brothers, Kevin Hines. I'm the other brother, Will Hines. We are indeed sort of comedians. Yeah, I'm sort of embracing that as a, um, a handle for us. We're in a weird level of funny. You know, we're funnier than a yeah. lot of people, but then we also became friends with some of the funniest people in the world. Yeah, that, that really hurt our standing relatively. I mean, uh, as far as sort of comedians, you're you're ahead of me on that sort of scale. I mean, professional. I suppose that's right. If we yeah. if we judge it by that stuff, yeah, and just in general success and performing, you've done more things. Uh, more people have had a chance to possibly see you or hear you. Or, but you have a son, which is the ultimate second beat. Sure, sure. Uh, I mean, he's easy. He's a good audience. He's easy to make laugh. Though um, now he's getting to the age where like dumb jokes, which is mostly getting things wrong. Sometimes he has no patience for <laughs> and gets real mad at me. Really? So I'm, or I already have, I'm losing him sometimes. <laughs> sometimes he asks me to do it and I'm like, and he's like, why aren't you saying the wrong thing? And I'm like, well, you got mad at me last night when I did this. <laughs> I won't get mad at you this time, daddy. Um, <laughs> and sometimes he will get really mad at me. Funny. So yeah, you never, you never quite know, uh, what you're going to get. He's a, t- he's a temperamental. Four is a tough audience and also you know, a good audience. You know who else is a tough audience is Dr. Otto Octavius. Uh, why do you bring him up, Will? No reason. I just, you know, he's <laughs> on my mind. I just, I just like him. All right. We're going to be talking about Spider-Man today, not uh, Dr. Otto Octavius. Uh, That's right. What I said was crazy. We're going to be talking about uh, the Superior Spider-Man. That's what our season is all about. We're covering the Superior Spider-Man. Uh, last week we were talking about X-Men. So if you listen to our last week episode, uh, Mutants and Mailbags, you would have heard us talk about X-Men. We'll be talking more about X-Men next week, but it won't necessarily be every other week. So just to keep you on your toes. Just so that we're not predictable. Yeah. We, we asked a lot of very successful podcast people, what's the key to getting like a lot of viewers? They're like, change it up every time is what they said. Yeah. Keep them keep them off balance. Let them not know what's coming so they can't be prepared and they... And they if they're interested in it, they will lose interest by the time you yeah. come back to it. That sort of thing. As soon as you win them over, change it. Yeah. Uh, but our, the main focus of our season is the Superior Spider-Man. Uh, so two weeks ago, we covered issues 698, 699, and 700. Uh, and now we are covering the newly relaunched at this time, uh, Superior Spider-Man, issues one, two, and three. Uh, what happened in those last three issues we covered, Well, In The Amazing Spider-Man? Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, it, re- it, it is revealed that somehow, I don't think we know yet. Uh, it's, to- uh, it's mostly told to you. Okay. Uh, Dr. Octopus has switched bodies with Peter Parker. So Otto Octavius is in Spidey's body and Peter Parker is trapped in the feeble Otto's body and then it dies. So yeah. at this point in our storyline, Peter Parker is dead and Otto Octavius is in the Peter Parker body. Yeah, I think it was mostly explained that there was a gold octobot that during a fight with the hobgoblin, I think, got on Spider-Man's back and zapped him with something that it gave him the ability to rewrite his brain waves. Okay. I mean, it's comic book science. I don't think you get more of an explanation than that. Okay. So anyway, they switched bodies and now Otto Octavius' body died with Peter Parker inside of it. Mm-hmm. 
So finally, uh, Otto has gotten rid of Peter Parker, the hero of our book, Otto Octavius, is finally where we've all hoped he would be, uh, <laughs> the hero, the, the the main character. Since issue three, we've been waiting for this yep. to happen. It's been a matter of time. Pretty much every doc, Dr. Octopus story before this, we're like, when is this guy going to take over Peter's body and become the proper Spider-Man that we all want him to be? Yeah. Uh, so this is a fun three-issue series. You're still digging it, right, Will? I love it. Uh, Otto is uh, like why it's called Superior Spider-Man is because Otto's plan is he sort of got uh, affected by Peter's memories to be a hero, but he didn't lose the Otto Octavius insane ego. So he also wants to be a hero better than the previous Spider-Man. He wants to be a better Spider-Man. He wants to be a superior Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He want, he th- he knows he can do it. It's not a question of try. Uh, he's just going to do everything better than Peter Parker. Uh, a lot of fans read these comics and got very mad about it because they mm-hmm. read it and and they sort of took it at face value of Otto Octavius's narration, basically talking about how he's superior. And they're like, Dan Slott thinks this guy's, but be- Dan Slott made this guy better than Peter Parker. No one's better than Peter Parker. When that's not really the point. The this guy's very different than Peter Parker. Uh, some things he's more effective at, but in many ways he's much worse Spider Man. It's uh, when a group of fans get mad that their fictional universe is not doing something they like. Mm-hmm. Um, they're always right. I always agree with them. I'm oh, always wow. like, that's <laughs> okay. who I want to be. Mm-hmm. Those are the people who have their priorities straight. Um, those are the smart people and the good people. That's what I think to myself. Uh, the Eternals trailer dropped. Well, did you see this Eternals trailer? Uh, no, I haven't watched it. Um, it's fine. It's a trailer. Um, yeah. uh and it's about the internals, which I know nothing about. I really, yeah, I know very little about them. Uh, it's like the Marvel I, New Gods, basically, or something. That's that's my take on it from never having read them. Yeah. <laughs> so it may or may not be fair. Obviously, it's a Jack Kirby solo creation that existed in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Um, who knows whether the movie is using anything from any comic. It seems like the sort of property you could just do whatever you want with. Right. I um, don't think there was a ton of stuff established for them not not compared to other marvel properties right and there was a short-lived kirby series and then like neil gaiman did a a, a mini series based on them in the 90s or aughts i think probably the aughts early aughts and now very recently they've doing a new one because of the movie i assume and i'm sure these characters have shown up from time to time in like an avengers issue or something but the main guy kind of looks like he man is that anything um i don't, I don't know Okay. There's a fun there's a fun fan theory that he is Orion or something. Like there's some relation that like Jack Kirby is continuing his fourth world epic somehow here and also with his Captain Victory series or whatever. Um it's a fun thing to look into. Uh anyway, the reason uh, I bring it up because the Eternals trailer dropped and lots of people on Twitter making jokes about it, and the common joke is basically about how the Eternals have been around forever but have not been involved in any of the Marvel movies. Uh-huh. So it's all just like, why didn't they help with Thanos? You know, it's a joke, right? It, right. No one actually cares about the answer to that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, when people make those jokes, they get uh, fans uh, responding to them angrily <laughs> about how like, watch the movie. It probably, you know, there's there's going to be a reason, uh, or um, or like this is a movie. These are movie characters. Don't you know that, right? Like. It's not like these characters like existed, like explaining the concept of like, well, they didn't know the Eternals were going to be in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> it's like, that's not the point of any of these tweets. They're jokes. Yeah. They're jokes. 
they're jokes. Yeah. It's like, uh, um, who was it? They used, some comedian used to tweet occasionally that, um, what was it like their favorite Star Wars characters, like uh, Spock or something. Yeah. They say things wrong on purpose and just flip people out. Yeah. And uh, it's very funny. <laughs> That's dumb because the best Star Wars character is Captain Kirk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, fans, anyway, are, uh, fans are always great. Yeah, and anyway, um, I will bring it up occasionally while we talk about the series because the series had very strong fan reaction, uh, positive and negative. Um, then the negative stuff is more interesting to me because it's so crazy. Yeah, uh, as I mentioned last Superior Spider-Man episode, people were so mad that Peter Parker died. I think I mentioned this last time. Um, and Marvel, Dan Slott, the writer and the editors, all basically came out and were like, "Yeah, he's dead forever." And so people, funny. And, you know, people are like, when are you going to bring Peter Parker back? They're like, we're not. This is the new Spider-Man. And people were so mad, so <laughs> mad. And, and I just remember reading it. It's just like, this must be your first comic book ever, <laughs> ever. It's insane to think that you thought this was the new status quo forever. Do you even, remember if, the, even if this editor and writer meant it to be forever, the idea that they would not at some point leave the book and someone else would come on and be like, well, I'm going to bring back Peter Parker. That's a good idea, right? <laughs> yeah, the most popular character in Marvel history, basically. Uh, it is an insane thing to get mad about, but also the fact that these people would tell the story without planning an out at yeah. some point. Anyway. Um, let's get into it. Yeah, so we're going to talk about issue one today. Good. What do you think of this? First of all, this art is by Ryan Stegman. He's who, okay. Um, I, I don't know how, how many books he did before this, but this was certainly his like big breakthrough book. When he did this book, it put him like front and center in people's eyes. And he, he's a big, he's a big shot now. Uh, he just like, he just basically drew the the latest Marvel huge event called King in Black. Uh, that was like a Venom event. Um, anyway, uh, that's who this artist is, Ryan Stegman. Uh, Dan Slott is obviously the writer. What do you think of this cover, Will? This cover is by Delgado, right? That's who, that's uh, yes, who has that's signed it. Uh, the art is, the, I think the the colorist or inker is Delgado. His his name is just bigger. Uh, oh, okay. So oh, I see. Yeah, okay. he just, yeah, he's the colorist. The cover, I think that is, that looks like Stegman's style. Okay, no, I'm looking at the signature and I thought only Delgado had signed it, but there's a Stegman signature and a little word Delgado beneath it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think this cover is pretty great. It's Spidey. It really doesn't, it's got nothing to do with the story we just said. It's just Spidey in the Spidey costume posed very spider-like. Yeah. Kind of kind of sinister looking. He looks a little evil, which I think plays into the the inherentness of Otto Octavius controlling the body. The, this cover doesn't, doesn't give that away. It doesn't mention that per se. But page one does. Yep. Let's get into it. Page one, we have to catch people up on what's happened in the last three issues of Amazing Spider-Man, and it does it really fast. We see a silhouette of Peter Parker putting flowers on a grave. He goes, I've come to say goodbye to my old life. We see that the grave he's putting flowers on says Otto Octavius. Yeah. Um, And he basically says that his sole victory in his auto life was switching places with his greatest enemy. Farewell, Otto Octavius. From now on, my name is Peter Parker. And then he gets a Bluetooth call that there's trouble at Empire State University and he rips open his coat to reveal his spidey duds and his internal monologue continues from this point on. I am Spider-Man. That's pretty good. Pretty good summary. 
Yeah, real good summary. Uh, the Bluetooth is, is such a douchey thing. It's perfect to give to the evil Peter Parker. <laughs> Only an evil Peter Parker would use a Bluetooth device. That's right. That's right. Um, the next page, we see some villains uh, causing some random mayhem. Uh, Speed Demon, Shocker, Boomerang. Kind of B-level uh, heroes, right? Yeah. And, uh, B-level uh, villains. Oh, that's but, right. But then the living brain is so great. He's returned. The Living Brain, who is a Ditko creation from issue eight, tribute to teenagers, I believe it's issue eight. <laughs> yeah, tribute um, to teens. It's a very silly character. It is not a supervillain by any stretch of the imagination. Why it would be a member of the Sinister Six <laughs> makes no sense. I mean, even in issue eight, when the standards for what made sense for a supervillain were way lower, the Living Brain looked insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, issue eight is basically a comedy issue where like the robot's chasing Peter Parker around because it thinks Peter Parker Spider. Or, it's like chasing the Peter Parker around so he can't change into his costume and the gang is like between him and the robot. It's like all silly stuff like that, right? Yeah. So it's fun um, to see the living brain back in Oh, no, I'm thinking of the spider slayer, I think. Uh, anyway. That, it, he does... Right. Uh, you're right. You're thinking of spider slayer. But um, it's, it's... This is it's basically... similar, though. It's very slapsticky. Yeah, it's a very comedy issue because it's, it's mostly about Peter worrying that it's going to reveal his identity is like the heart of that plot. Yeah. Um, Overdrive is also a member of this team who's like a guy who can like soup up vehicles magically uh, and the new Beetle because the old Beetle uh, has become a good guy a, a long time ago and was one of the Thunderbolts. Fun. Uh, so we have a bunch of villains, most of whom I don't know. I know the Shocker. He's an old Ditko guy. Um, oh, no, he's not. He's, no, he's uh, not. He's, he's Ramita. Ramita. He's yeah. Ramita. He's early though. He he's an early he's early Ramita, and I know him mostly from the Spidey video game. Yes, he was the first supervillain you really fight in that game, right? Yep, took me forever. Uh, other than Kingpin, um, Overdrive I think is a newer character. I think he's a Dan Slot creation. Boomerang's been around a long time. He's probably seventies or eighties. Um, uh, Speed Demon. I remember we have that. We had an issue of like either amazing or spectacular with him on the cover that was really cool. Mm. Um, this new Blue Beetle is relatively new. Uh, he's not Blue Beetle. He's just the. Uh, beetle. Sorry, the Beetle. Yes, I keep yeah. saying Blue Beetle. Uh, this new Beetle, uh, she is new. Um, she's a replacement because this cool costume that John Byrne designed and this cool character sort of was not being used anymore. So it's smart to put somebody else in that. And it's just the first of many sort of fun things that Dan Slott, I assume it's Dan Slott, thinks of to sort of like play with this conceit of if it's Dr. Octopus in the Spidey body, it's mm -hmm. fun for him to fight a group calling themselves the Sinister Six because he was the leader of the original Sinister Six. And most versions of the Sinister Six. So it's maybe, kind of like, maybe it's kind all of like versions a before group this point. calling themselves the Beatles and they are fighting Mick Jagger, but Mick Jagger has John Lennon inside. Right? <laughs> okay, that's a confusing way to put it. Yes. It'd be like John Lennon having to deal with the Beatles. <laughs> like a fake, like new fake Beatles being like, yeah, we're the real Beatles. It's like, how, you're, not, you're not the Beatles. I'm, I'm the Beatles. Right. Uh, it's also the title of this issue is Hero or Menace. And that is a callback to the Stan Lee era J. Jonah Jameson Daily Bugle headlines. That's, a, that's one from the early days. Right. Uh, which gets sort of turned by, was it Frank Miller's Danny O'Neill? Frank Miller and Danny O'Neill into Threat or Menace. Which is a very funny twist on that. Although, as I created the Wikipedia page for the entry Threat or Menace, they got it from National Lampoon, who got it from Harvard Lampoon, 
who I think that's where it started. Um, uh, uh, anyway, uh, Spider-Man, uh, Otto Spider-Man shows up to fight the Sinister Six yeah. saying, well, I guess they're letting anyone call themselves a Sinister Six, six these, uh, letting anyone call themselves a Sinister Six these days, which is both a funny Otto line and kind of a line you'd expect Spider-Man to say. Yeah, he's he's got little Spidey touches, uh, which are so it's funny when he behaves like Doc Ock, and it's also kind of funny when he um, when he behaves like uh, Spidey. Yeah. So um, he he runs. Yeah, uh, we go by the uh, the uh, summary page or whatever, and then back yeah, into so. the action. He Otto um, Spidey Otto dresses them all down very quickly. Overdrive, yes. pathetic, boomerang and shocker, jokes, living brain, archaic. That's being generous. Yeah. But you, you're a new beetle, a random element, and he face kicks her. Something fierce. Yeah, really hard. Um, uh, he also like tricks shocker, boomerang, and beetle into blasting the living brain. Um, and the living brain's response is, were, click, ick, ow, query, why was unit programmed with pain receptors? Why? It's <laughs> a very funny joke. I don't know. Yeah. It makes me laugh, uh, even reading it for like the fourth time in a month, uh, which I'm doing right now. And then um, Speed Demon starts to get the upper hand. Yeah, Speed Demon is not like Flash fast or even Quicksilver fast, but he is still super fast, and that's a, a, a very good power. And so he starts sort of like um, kind of rapid punching Spidey, even though each punch is probably not that powerful if you can get in hundreds of them. Yep. And uh, Otto Spidey has an interesting reaction. He leaves. <laughs> yeah, he thinks to himself, can't believe Parker put up with this. This man must have been insane. <laughs> the man must have been insane. Uh uh, uh, yeah, it's just very funny to be like, why am I letting these guys punch me a lot? Uh, but then a boomerang is about to hit a cop and sort of reflexively Otto saves that cop. Even though, yeah. And then his, then he thinks to himself, why on earth did I do that? Because he blocks the boomerang with his body. So he sustains a, a lot of pain, we presume. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't quite understand it. Now they've sort of, it seems like they've sort of got the upper hand on him. Boomerang's got like a razor sharp boomerang on his neck. Uh, and then uh, Spidey like has like real claws on his suit now and slashes the front of uh, Boomerang's suit. And Boomerang freaks more out. More violent and vicious than regular Spidey would do. Yeah, kind claws of a aren't, move. Yeah, claws aren't really a Spider-Man thing. Though uh, they're very similar to the 2099 Spider-Man. Oh, nice. He had real claws though, I think. That's what he used to cling to buildings. He didn't stick. He had talons. So, uh, and then Overdrive enters the scene. So, yeah, they're they're kind of um, they're kind of uh, they're kind of making progress against Auto Spidey. Yeah, uh, the Sinister Six run away, mm-hmm. um, and the cops sort of thank Spider Man for saving them, and he asks for the living brain as a gift. And uh, they say got to run it by the chief, but then they do it. We see the living brain is in Otto's hands and in his Peter identity working for Horizon Labs, he's going to work on the living brain. Yeah, Horizon Labs, Horizon Labs is like a place where Peter Parker works. Uh, it's like a think tank. Um, he's been there for a little while at this point. He, his job is to basically just to invent anything um, that's useful and <laughs> profitable. It's a very uh, general, vague thing. And he basically uses the resources to invent Spider-Man 
gear yeah. that he then repurposes towards um, something that can be sold just to barely keep his job alive. But it's where he, like, he keeps his suits so he doesn't have to worry about having them in his apartment. Um, it's a kind of a job where he can come and go. And, you know, it's Peter Parker finally getting to be a scientist. Uh, so it's a really, it was a nice fit for Peter Parker. And it's also a pretty nice fit for Otto Octavius, super evil genius. <laughs> yes. Although now that Otto's in Peter, whenever we see Peter Otto, he looks so mean. He, he dresses like Dr. Frankenstein, uh, goggles and lab coat buttoned all the way up to his neck, long black gloves. <laughs> he looks Almost insane. Almost steampunk. Yeah, it is insane. Calling his coworkers dolts. It's also fun because like Peter Parker often gets along poorly with his uh, uh, co-workers and classmates because they always find him like rushing off and never around when they need him because he's Spider-Man. So, so they're always on edge whether they should like Peter Parker or not generally. Yeah. Right. Like this is a thing like when he was a, a when he, when he was a, a, a TA or a college grad, um, he like his, all his coworkers are like, ah, oh, what? I don't, Peter's never around. And like, he's barely passing his classes. He's always racing around. He's got better things to do than hang out with us. His high school friends felt the same way. So now that he's Otto and he's for real a jerk, it doesn't surprise them too much. Yeah. It's one of the many like nice little ironies that Dan Slott finds. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, Otto and Spidey's in Peter's body is, doesn't stand out as much as you'd think. Yeah. Um, then we see um, Max Modell, I think the head of Horizon Horizon yeah, he, Labs, yes. kind of like wants to. He talk runs. To, he runs Horizon and Verizon. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that'd be fun. Yeah, uh, this fictional character runs that company. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he, um, he's going to give Peter Otto a dressing down for basically using lots of hazardous equipment, and but Otto kind of is prepared for this. And convinces yeah. Max that he also, they're also, yes, he is requesting lots of dangerous stuff, but there's tons of peaceful applications and Max should let Peter Otto do it. Right. And it's understandable that Peter probably was also building things that were a little dangerous because, you know, they're for fighting. Um, and Otto has probably ramped that up some. So it would be, a, it would look like just a dangerous trend and not an out of nowhere change. Uh, yes, and he's and uh, Otto's kind of wrestling with the irony that if he does any scientific achievements as Peter, Peter Parker's going to get the credit. Yeah, he's going to make he he knows uh, he's he believes he's going to make it, uh, and he's mad that it will be Peter Parker's name that gets all the fame and accolades, and he has to keep reminding himself. But that's me. I'm Peter Parker, so I'm getting those accolades. And then he gets a call from Mary Jane, who's dressing up in a sexy outfit for dinner with Peter. And we are reminded of one of Otto's other agendas, which is to romance Mary Jane Watson. And people were mad about this, Will. Oh, man. Yeah. Similar to the Wonder Woman movie that just sort of came out, uh, where Wonder Woman sleeps with uh, uh, Steve uh, uh, Trevor. Is it mm. Steve Trevor? Is that the, uh, I forget. Uh, Steve something, 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 something. Um, Chris Pine. Uh, but Chris Pine isn't Chris Pine, right? He's like taking over somebody else's body. And okay. uh, people were sort of mad about that being like, that seems like rape. Yeah. Um, and people started flipping out about this rape sequence that doesn't happen in the comic ever. It just assumes they're sleeping together. They're just mad that it seemed like Otto was going to try to do this. And they're like, how are you going to make this hero? Otto Octavius is the Spider-Man. He's the hero of the book. Do yeah. this whole thing. 
one, why did you do this horrible thing to Mary Jane? He doesn't. Two, uh, how could you make the the hero want to do this? He's not a hero. He is a villain in a hero guise. So the again, the outrage was uh, weird to me. Like if it happened, yeah. I, there'd be something there. For sure, you can get mad about it. It didn't happen. Um, I don't know. So anyway. Uh, but yes, it he's got a date with Mary Jane. It seems very super villainy that he would try to romance Peter's super attractive former uh, partner. Yeah. Uh, we see in the date that Otto's kind of a lousy dude. He's not paying attention to Mary Jane at all, and he's just staring at her body. Yep. Um, and he's and got his Bluetooth in his ear the whole time because he's monitoring uh, uh, criminal activity. Uh, yes. Um He's specifically he's listening in on the Sinister Six, who he somehow tagged with like nanotechnology, so he knows where they are and what they're doing right. at all when times. When he swatted Boomerang's chest, he inserted tracers or something like that. And Mary Jane has some reasonable questions. If you know where they are, why don't you go after them? And Otto Peter is like, oh, as long as I know where they are, it's good. I have a tactical advantage. And then he pours himself a big glass of champagne. I mean, he's a real douchebag here. Yeah. He's nothing like Peter. Yeah, and Mary Jane's a little off put by it, but she's giving him more chances. This is a, a valid complaint that I've heard sometimes. Is like, how did Mary Jane not know something was up? At this point in the storyline, I will say she has been hesitant. She's not totally yeah. sure about this. He has kind of love bombed her and made all these accolades yeah. of wanting to get back together. So she's kind of like, you know, hearing him out. Yeah, but uh, she she is kind of suspicious. But she is kind of suspicious. There's some validity to that argument, that that complaint. I think mm-hmm. there's also like Peter Parker has gone through many shifts for many reasons over his 60 years of existence. Um, yeah, so Mary Jane had to put up with a, yeah had to put up with a lot of personality shifts. I mean, he was dating Black Cat for a while. That was weird. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't know. So so far, I will say, it it. I buy it. You know, I buy what's happened so far between them. Yeah, I buy it too. It's also, I don't think when people start acting different, even in a comic book universe, your first thought is going to be, oh, you know what? I bet a supervillain took over your brain. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, it might be like Mary Jane's like, something's up with him. What's going on? And she's waiting for the other shoe to drop. And it's going to be something like some revel. You know, these characters are also in their late 20s, right? Yeah. Like, even in real life, people go through big changes in their late 20s, you know? I've had a change of heart. I'm looking at things differently. Like, that's not crazy. So maybe she's waiting for one of those. Right. And he also talks a lot about, like, how he's trying to do it differently. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if it's in this sequence, but in another sequence, he talks a lot about how he's, like, he's trying to be a better Spider-Man. Um, so he's not so distracted from his personal life. And it's like, yeah, I guess that would have to, you'd have to make changes. You would be a different person. Um, and it's an interesting argument. Um, so then we cut to the Sinister Six and Otto is making his move. Yep. Um, they're stealing something from uh, some other Horizon Lab warehouse or something, it looks like. Um, uh, uh, yeah, it is a Horizon Labs of some sort. And Spider-Man laid a trap for them. He knew they were coming because he heard their plans and he was prepared for them. Yeah, so it's like what he said to Mary Jane is kind of right. Like he didn't go after them very quickly. He listened to what they were doing and it let him come up with a plan to catch them probably easier than just beating them all up. 
Yes. Uh, and he takes them down very handily. I mean, <laughs> uh, he's laid a trap for Speed Demon, made the, the area outside of Horizon Labs where he works as Peter Parker frictionless. Mm-hmm. So he's got, he slips and falls. Yeah, he I mean through this whole mission he keeps like calling off like certain phases of the plan like omega 3, omega 2 or whatever. Um and he kind of talks he tells them his plan. He's a super villain so he's telling them how he did it. Yeah, he's got like dampeners to take out shocker's power. Um he somehow weighs down the beetle with I don't know, a magnet or something. Or no, yeah. he just turns the power off of Beetle's armor so she like falls to the ground. Yeah, she can't lift the heavy uh, thing she's carrying or something. And then somehow destabilizes Overdrive's huge tire or something like that. Yeah, I mean, his power is to control vehicles. So it's like it's he's not really driving the actual vehicle. He's like overdrived it. Like if he gets into like a mail truck, it would become like a super mail truck. I see. Okay. Um, So So if he's turning off all your powers, that would be the power that would go away. Okay. Yeah. He kind of. But also, also, Speed Demon runs into it. Right. Um, but uh, in this, you know, we see Doc Ock have a lot of victories in these issues. Yes. Uh, and this is one of them. He really does take out the new Sinister Six faster than we can imagine Spidey doing it. Faster right. and more cleverly. Uh, he's called the news to watch, which is a little, uh, that's a step, that's an obnoxious thing for a superhero to do. He's also brutal. Uh, right. He and that's where the- he takes a turn. Yeah, like when he starts beating up Boomerang, um, Boomerang gives up. All right, I give, you win. And Otto Spidey is like, yes, I do. I get to win. I'm beating the Sinister Six. Everyone's going to, and it's, there's blood starting to like come from these punches. And he's vengeful, a, you know, a sore winner after years and years of losing. Right. He's lost his mind. He also refers to himself as this Spider-Man. Yeah. A little bit of a giveaway. Yeah, uh, but then something happens on the last page. Well, something yeah. stops him from finishing off Boomerang. Yes, um, Tinkerbell from Peter Pan shows mm-hmm. up and asks the audience, do you believe in Boomerang? And we all clap that we do, and Boomerang comes back to life. That's right. Um, this is before, I think, was this before uh, Marvel's owned by Disney? I don't know. Either way, it's a, it's a pretty daring crossover. <laughs> uh, that's not what happens. What oh. happens is the we are now... I haven't, inter- I haven't read it. I've been just following your cues. Oh, okay. Um, well, we're introduced to a new sort of character here in the Superior, and it's kind of the ghost of Peter Parker or something like that. The spirit of Peter Parker is in Otto's head, and we see these this apparition of Peter Parker grabbing Spidey Otto's wrist and holding it back from punching anymore. Yeah. Um, Saving Boomerang's life because Doc Ock was intending on killing him. Right. And like Ghost Peter, as I'll call him, says, you can't hear me, can you? You don't even know I'm here. Doesn't matter. You don't get to kill. I won't let you. I don't know how, but I'm still in the fight. I am Peter Parker and I swear I will find a way back. Yeah, and so that's the end of issue one. We see that Peter Parker is not totally gone from this story. Um, So now we're probably going to talk about two and three pretty quick, but first we're going to take one of our famous breaks. There it comes. You knew it was coming. (laughs) Oh, you're so excited. 
Hi, this is Kevin. I'm here with my brother, Will, and we are the hosts of Screw It. We're just going to talk about comics, our weekly podcast about comic books. And we want to hear from you. We have a slew of social media accounts, a slew. You can email us at screwitcomics at gmail.com or see us on Instagram at screwitcomics or tweet at us at screwitcomics. So tell us what you think of the comics you like or the comics you don't or things we've talked about on our episodes. Or send us some life advice. You can tell that we need it. Yes. Uh, we might read your message on a future episode of our show. So thanks in advance from Screw It. We're just going to talk about comics from Campfire Media. And now, one of our famous second halves. That's right. You enjoyed our famous break. Now our even more famous things we'd say after the break. <laughs> so this is, uh, get, this is when we get real. Um, Kevin, uh, you like Superior Spider-Man. Am I right on that? I do. I think it's really fun. Um, it's a fun twist. Um, you know, especially going in, knowing this is like a temporary thing. It is a very fun arc. Um, overall, it's, it's, it's about 31 issues. There were some annuals and some, uh, uh, there was a B title with him in it. Um, it felt like it ran a little longer than I wanted it to. If I was being picky, it'd be like a, a show that ran six seasons when it was probably, it should have ended after five or something. Um, but that's hardly a huge complaint about something that I was enjoying up to a point. Yeah. Uh, and I enjoy the ending. I just feel like it, there's, you'll see us recovering it because I've picked the issues recovering. I skip a large swath of later issues just because we're like, yeah, and then some more stuff happens. <laughs> and they're not bad, but they're just sort of like, I get, I like, I'm only interested in this as far as it precedes the superior storyline. I don't necessarily care about just like, watching Spider-Man fight in Venom or whatever. Right. Um, when this was going on, did Amazing and the other Spidey titles stop? Yeah, Amazing was canceled. Um, Amazing. 700 was the last issue of Amazing, and then they rebooted it as Superior Spider-Man. This is counted, I believe, towards its numbering. Um, yeah. Uh, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Uh, anyway, Marvel's weird. numbering is so confusing with Marvel comics and all comic books. Now um, there was a B title called the avenging Spider-Man, which is sort of Spider-Man teaming up with different Avengers now that he is an Avenger. Mm -hmm. um, and in that title, you know, at this point he is Otto as well in that title. Uh, and that B title uh, gets written by uh, Chris Yost, who also was like the sh one of the showrunners, I think, or, or head writers for Avengers earth mightiest heroes. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's real good. It's mm. real good. I really like that B title. Uh, when I was rereading this, I reread that B title just for fun. I'm, I'm not including it, what we're talking about, but I think it, there's some really fun stuff that happens there. Um, the ties in loosely with this title, but not, it doesn't ignore it completely. Uh, there's a bunch of like side books going on too. There's a, a Scarlet Spider book going on at this time that is about Spider-Man's clone, Kane. <laughs> um, also written by Christopher Yoss, also really good. Okay. Um, and that was drawn by Chris, that I, Ryan Stegman, I think started on that title. Now that I think, now that I'm saying that out loud, um, he was based in Houston. Um, cause he was like going towards Mexico just to leave the country and get away from it and sort of got roped into being a hero. Uh, the tagline for that book is all the power, none of the responsibility, <laughs> uh, which is a fun, uh, yeah. tagline. I don't know if it quite fits, but it, it was a fun book. Um, eventually Spider-Man 2099 comes back while this is going on. So that's another side book that's going on. So, okay. yeah. And then also another spinoff that does come up 
somewhere during this is the superior spider foes. No. And that book is a classic, a cult classic. I would say, I don't know if it was a huge seller is written by Nick Spencer, the current amazing Spider-Man writer drawn by Steve Lieber, who is phenomenally good. And it was about boomerang putting together a new sinister six team. And it is a comedy book. Okay. Just flat out. No question about it. This book is for laughs (laughs) and it is very funny. Um, Like if the tone of it, if you took that tone and just made it a regular Spider-Man title, it'd be too silly. Yeah. But as the side book, it is great. Um, Like there's a plot with Boomerang stealing Silvermane's head. Um, Boomerang is basically just uh, like a shifty con artist just lying to everybody, trying to keep everything uh, uh, up so that he runs this team. And it's a very, very good book. People loved it. Yeah. Um, Sounds like kind of a fertile period for old Webhead. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if that book came up because Superior was just selling so well. They were looking for more spinoffs or if that was something that was pitched anyway. Um, but uh, but it's a lot of those guys we just saw in this last issue. Overdrive, Shocker was in it. Boomerang is in it. The Beatles is in it. Um uh, and then I think there's only five members. I think it's one of the jokes is they're, they're, they're calling themselves the Sinister Six, but they can never quite find a sixth member. <laughs> um, uh, it's fun. It's a really fun book. I think it ran like, it might've been, it was another book that got relaunched halfway through just to um, boost sales. So it's probably like 25 issues or so like that, but it was, it's really good. And it's one of those books that I think about rereading a lot because it was fun. Cool. Uh, so we're going to kind of, z- Zip through issues two and three. We're not going to go page by page. So two is a Peter and Mary Jane issue, kind of. Yeah, this is Peter Otto is trying to win back Mary Jane. Yeah, it's 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 Otto trying to solve the puzzle of how do I get with Mary Jane? There's a little stuff with Carly Cooper, which is also good in that issue. Yeah, Carly Cooper, Pete X, who yes. is a cop or a reporter or something she's some kind she's of like mystery a csi solver. i think she's like a csi um uh-huh. whatever crime lab like barry allen or, or and when know. peter was in octavius's body he said to cooper i am peter parker in this body auto switched with me right and she wasn't sure whether to believe it but she's the only person that peter was able to communicate that to before he died in Otto's body right and so she sees peter being different and she's just suspicious now yeah um, this issue is also where we are starting to learn about Ghost Peter and how he will interact. Right. And at this point in the story, he he sees Otto, but Otto is not aware of him. And so he's almost just like a narrator for us, the audience. We're just hearing what Peter thinks about all these things. Right. And he hates it. Of course. Yeah, especially he hates saying, Otto, try to get with Mary Jane. Yeah. He's just begging Mary Jane to not fall for it. Yeah. Um, uh, and, there's also there's also another plot with J. Jonah Jameson uh, finally respecting Spider-Man. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so perfect that this is the time that Jonah's like, now I think he's good. <laughs> yeah, they're shaking hands pretty early in this issue. Yeah. Uh, Spidey Otto does something for the Marla Jameson hospital wing. On the TV screen, when they shake hands, it says menace no more, which is also just a funny, uh, it's like the cryon for for the, but it's a very funny in joke yeah. to us comic book readers. Yeah. And um, it's it's really interesting. The, uh, the whole like Otto trying to um, seduce basically Mary Jane 
it's played really well. Like he is smart in some ways. He's also just kind of like, just treats you like an object in other ways. Like the caption is always like with that Watson woman Mm -hmm. is how he thinks of her. Yeah. Cause he doesn't actually care about her. It's more just like, it was oh, Peter's relationship and he wants to like, and now it's him. mine. It's yeah. now it's mine. Everything that was his is mine. Like yeah. almost like a, a Viking victory. Yeah. And, uh, but I think she is realistically entertaining the notion of getting back with Peter, but also weirded out by some of his stuff. And he is doing some things quote unquote, right. To like convince, like, he is being attentive sometimes. And like, more than maybe Peter was sometimes, you know, he's more interested in Mary Jane than he is in stopping crime. Right. Uh, one of the ways he's stopping crime now is he has retrofitted his Octobots into spider bots and he's got them all over the city, like big brothering. He's got cameras on everything so he can monitor crime without having to like swing around looking for it, which frees up a lot of time. Yep. And he can sort of decide whether or not to pursue stuff. Yeah. It's, um, you know, obviously that is an effective way to be spider-man but it is also morally questionable yeah does he let some crimes happen if they don't seem big enough it's also just morally questionable to be like oh there's a spider bot watching me oh right i'm not a criminal and there's a camera on me at all times i don't notice that because i'm in favor of being spied on sure 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 uh that's why you that's why you live stream yourself on twitch mm -hmm. 24 7 yep ask me how many subscribers that channel has how many subscribers does that channel have one Mark Zuckerberg only. Just yeah, that's a pretty good one though. I know it's quality. It's quantity. It's quality, not quantity for me. He's also uh, your only Patreon um, supporter, and he only gives five bucks a month, which is infuriating. That <laughs> would be, but you know, but he's supporting me, so I can't say anything. But it's like yeah, he's the only supporter. On. Yeah, can't go to ten bucks a month. Nope. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not supporting your Patreon. I'll win you over. I, I I want to earn it. I don't want you to do it just because you're my brother. I respect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's also um, there's also uh, a vulture plot going on here. Yeah, vulture has these little like minions, kind of almost like a Batman style vulture gang. These like little yeah. mi- miniature vulture <laughs> creatures. Yeah, but we find out that they're children. Right. But when we first meet them, they're just kind of like. Like the seven dwarves or something. I mean, it's just sort of like a bunch of henchmen for a vulture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they seem like Oompa Loompas or something. <laughs> it's something, something really weird. <laughs> um, I mean, it is. They're weird no matter what. Kids. They're, they're now. They're like. There's uh, no answer that normalizes it. What's the Oliver uh, Oliver Twist gang? What what do you what are they like? Oh, what are they called? Oh my gosh. There's a name for that, right? Yeah, the Dickensian little the little pickpocket gang. Yeah. Uh, that's basically what they are because they're a bunch of like they are like just street abandoned street criminals all all I can think of is the Baker Street Irregulars which is like the gang Sherlock Holmes that was my mind jump too but that isn't quite what these guys are Uh, I'm gonna Uh, look it up um, but yeah Vulture's working with these guys uh, and when Otto Spider-Man realizes that they're children he flips out because he is an abused child himself he was abused by his drunken father yeah, we and, are getting empathy for his story, right? Because Oh, there's also this cool thing even before that where he tries to offer Otto money. He's friends with Otto from like when they were in the Sinister Six and he basically says like, hey, I know you're just doing this for money. That's really all you care about. What if I give you money? Would you just leave the city? Oh, interesting. 
And uh, Vulture doesn't buy it. He thinks it's a trick by Spider-Man, which of course he would. Why would Spider-Man offer him millions of dollars? Yeah, yeah, that was Uh, a really funny solution. um, But then when he learns that Otto is like, or uh, not Otto, when Spider-Man learns that uh, Adrian Toomes, the Vulture, is using children, he flips out. He's like, he feels betrayed by his friend for doing something so that he believes is so vile. Yeah. Uh, and he like, you know, slams this guy into the, the spider signal that Jonah had built, which is ridiculous. Um, he blinds him. I mean, he's just almost kills the man. Carly Cooper sees it, um, is uh, freaked out by it. Uh, Otto has an excuse for it. Uh, he claims he's like, the last time we faced the vulture, he got away by putting your life in danger. Remember what you said? And she and she remembers uh, that he did it because he knew the kind of man you are, that, that you do the right thing. And then Spider-Man says, and tonight he was harming children. I couldn't let him get away with this. Trust me, he had to know. And Carly finishes his thought, what kind of man you are now, Peter? And she really hits the Peter. Yeah. Spider-Man, and Otto says, ah, good, you see, thinking, oh, good, I fooled her. Yeah. But ghost Peter thinks, actually, Otto, God help her. I think she does. Like, he's like, oh, I think Carly knows what's going on. She might save me. Yeah. Uh, but also he knows that she's maybe in danger because right. that's going to make an enemy of uh, Otto in Spidey's body, which is a yeah, pretty dangerous Carly, enemy. He, he's happy that Carly knows the truth, but also worried that Carly can't stop him. Is it just Fagin's gang? Is that what it's called? That might be. I feel like there's a The Artful like- Dodger. That's one that's of the characters. The, that's one of the characters. I don't know. There might not be a, a name. Uh, email Dang. us at uh, screwitcomics at gmail if you know what Oliver Twist's, what the name of the gang of kids is in Oliver Twist. Maybe there isn't one. I'm not going to read the book because I don't really like literature. <laughs> um, I wrote Gang of Pickpocketing and nothing came up. Ragamuffins. <laughs> Fagin's Boys popped up, so maybe that's just what it is. Yeah. I feel like maybe, I don't know. Um. Anyway, these two issues are real fun. Um, uh, the Mary Jane one and the Vulture one are both like really fun. He ends up not chasing after Mary Jane anymore. He sort of yeah. That decides- resolution is really interesting. He he's you know he's wrestling with this puzzle, and he finally arrives at an interesting thing, which he's like, you know what? We shouldn't be together. There's no way we can be happy together. And so the best solution for me is to move on, and maybe for her too. And that is like. I was really impressed with that as a res- resolution to the arc because I was kind of bummed at the prospect of them sleeping together. Yeah. Um, not, not even, not even really for assault reasons, but just for like store, just, I mean, yes, but also just like, I don't want Mary Jane to fall for it. Yeah, exactly. I, I want her to be smart enough. I, I like her being tempted by it. That makes sense to me, but like, I want her to be smart enough to, she fell in love with Peter. Um, his goodness, his decency, his bravery. He, Otto doesn't really have any of that. And I, so I think she should not be in love with him. Um, but I was also like, how is Otto ever going to give up? And he gives up by, it's kind of like the only winning move is not to play. Sort it's of a little war games, which I think we just talked about last uh, episode on We're our mailbag bring up board episode. games every episode. We might we might pivot to become a war games podcast. <laughs> uh, there's a void out there in podcast land. Uh, 
There's either none or not enough podcasts focusing on war games every episode. It is a good no movie. How, it's a good movie. No matter how many there are, I think we could fill that same void we do for comic book podcasts, which is... <laughs> a few middle-aged uh, white dudes talking about yeah. it. We like it and we want to talk about it. So. We're not experts. No. I've seen it a handful of times. I mean, uh, that was, I've seen it a lot. I'm sure people have seen it more. I think I've seen it seven or eight times. Yeah. All right, stay, stay tuned for our new podcast. Screw it. We're just going to talk about war games starting right now. <laughs> I love it. Even more, even way so, like our problem with Spider, our first season was Screw It. Spider-Man, just Spider-Man. too we're narrow. Like, we're like too narrow, even though there's so much Spider-Man material that we would go even more narrow for one movie. I think there was eventually a made-for-DVD sequel. Like, a oh, I don't even know about that. That's just that. how qualified I am to do this podcast. Um, but but really, I mean, it's not, it is it's not kind of franchise. fun. While we're covering Superior Spider-Man, which sort of like temporarily supplanted the regular Spider-Man continuity, if we supplant our <laughs> screw, we're just going to talk about <laughs> comics continuity, with screw, we're just going to talk about war games. What if it really took off? Like we got Matthew Broderick on it right like away. It explodes in popularity. Like the director, John Badham, comes on. We get Marty Brest, who was the director that was fired halfway through. We get the the real uh, military who work at NORAD. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you some real secrets. Oh, well, we went to DEFCON 1 a bunch. <laughs> Here's the best way to hack into our system. Oh, you really shouldn't tell us. You really shouldn't tell us. For you guys, anything. For this podcast. You had Tom Brevoort on. Look, you listen to the Tom Brevoort episode? <laughs> oh, Norad loves Tom Brevoort. We love his blog. <laughs> You're a military leader. What are you reading about Fantastic Four pencils? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is going to happen. This is going to work. I think this is going to finally make yeah. us break through. We're going to finally get a sponsor. <laughs> And get some commercials. <laughs> I'm, my yield of how many podcast episodes I have created or co-created in this universe to how many people listen is quite low. <laughs> it is a bad ratio. He Which is why my is... Patreon has one sponsor, Mark Zuckerberg. Well, yeah, he's a good guy. Well, he's not. He's a terrible guy. <laughs> he's a good guy for Capable guy. sponsoring you, though. I don't know. He should like it when I turn to war games. He should be more interested in that. He'll be like, no, go back to doing 100 issues of Fantastic Four. <laughs> we'll be like, you like that? He's like, I relate to the Gideon character. On Twitter, someone told me they just got into season two, and I kind of tried to talk them out of it. They didn't, I know. I, they didn't I almost listen. wanted to respond to that and be like, "You feel free to skip that season. I mean, there are really good stuff in it, but it, it, was, it, was, it, yeah. it was pretty unwieldy. We should re-edit it into like five episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, 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 Galact- the, the, the Galactus episode is good because we only go over five issues or something. I think three issues at that point. Uh, yeah. We get real, during those peak issues, we get real small. Ooh, it's good though. Man, those comics are good. Let's talk about that now. Screw it. We're just going to talk about Galactus. Again. A sub-podcast of Screw We're just going to talk about war games. <laughs> sub-podcast <laughs> of Screw We're just going to talk about comics. A spinoff of Screw We're just going to talk about the Beatles. Alternating with mutants and mailbags. <laughs> That's right. Uh, mailbag, yeah. Um, all right. Well, what else do we have to do? I think that's it. Well, uh, uh, any okay. <laughs> any, any um, uh, highlights from this these three issues? I think my highlight is Otto giving up on Mary Jane. I I saw that. I, it totally caught me by surprise. It's satis- It was a satisfying ending. I believed it. Um, I thought that was like really cool. That's my highlight. It was nice. I like, I love the Vulture Auto stuff. I really love the flashback to 
there's like a flashback to like all the Sinister Six going off to do something and the vulture stays behind with Otto because he's like, I only really connect to you. You're the only scientist of the bunch. Yeah. Um, and like Otto's superior to uh, Adrian in his mind, I'm sure. But like they are like, they're the closest thing to colleagues there were in the Sinister Six. It's not like he's yeah. hanging out with Craven. <laughs> right. Um, th- these aren't the issues with the with the spider signal thing in it, right? Yes, the spider signal was in these issues. That, Jonah, was, a really, that was a really uh, funny thing too. Jonah rigs up a bat signal-like spider signal that Spider-Man destroys immediately, calling yeah, it a he's stupid like, idea. Yeah, he's like, oh, so you shine a light in the sky that lets every villain in the city know exactly where I'm heading at that moment? Um, but it's he funny. sort of frames it in a way to give Jonah an out, even though Jonah spent a lot of money on it. I love how much Jonah loves Otto Spidey. It's, it's so very funny. funny. Um, you know, oh, the spider bot was in this too, right? The spider bot? The, yeah, I talked about that. Right, yes. how the Autobots were retrofitted. It looks just like the spider bot in the video game. The video game based its little spider bots yes. on these little, on mm-hmm. this design. That's right. I'm a huge fan of the PS4, now PS5, Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. And um, so I like seeing its influences. Yeah, I mean, Dan Slott uh, was involved with that video game. So uh, uh, I, I doubt he was like, hey, you can use my design, these designs that Ryan Stegman did. But um, you can see like they reached out to Dan Slott probably because they liked his runs. Good um, yeah. So next week we're doing another mutants and mailbags. We'll cover the next five issues of that, which is like, uh, 98, starting at, 99, hundred, one hundred one, one hundred two. So yeah. 98 through one Oh two of, uh, the, of the uncanny X-Men, which I've not read yet, but I'll read oh, it before we record. So excited. I really love that. We're doing that. And then, uh, we'll be back here in two weeks to talk about issues four, five, and six of superior Spider-Man, I believe is the plan. Yep. Uh, issue five, I think is the one we're going to get, uh, we're going to go page by page on. Okay, so we'll see you guys uh, for the next two weeks. For Screw, we're just going to talk about war games. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to read (laughs) Spider-Man? A strange comic. The only winning move is not to read. (laughs) All right, bye. Bye. Screw it, screw it. We're just going to talk about comics. Ever wanted to hear from the neighbor at 9 Cloverfield Lane? Or what if I told you that Dr. Loomis's worst patient wasn't Michael Myers? I'm Adam Peacock, host of the podcast My Neighbors Are Dead. Join me each week as I talk to the lesser-known characters from your favorite horror films. Each week is an all-new, fully improvised journey into the unknown, featuring friends and luminaries from the worlds of comedy, horror, and beyond. New episodes every Tuesday on Campfire Media. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Campfire.